Welcome to the Gigless Podcast, a podcast showcasing the works and talents of those who lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will feature a range of creatives from the tri-state area who are young visionaries and who contribute to their craft despite the recent events that have happened. Join us today as our host Remy Levovic speaks with Ron Iglesias from Bayonne, New Jersey, who has provided his vast musical talents to various bands such as Paralysis, Alan Bill and the Basin Dwellers, Xenophile, and the acclaimed metal band Toxic. Ron has a mastery command of his instrument and brings his knowledge, musicality, and humor to each project that he's a part of. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Gigless, the podcast that's about everyone that lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And today we have Ron Inglesius. Hi there. <laughs> Did I pronounce the last name correct? Close, Inglesius. <laughs> okay. It's all Everybody, everybody does it. So I Ronaldo'd statued that thing. What? <laughs> I, 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 I Cristiano Ronaldo'd statue. Uh, horrible statue from like years ago. That's giving me hope. Okay, <laughs> it's like the only. Thing I would say, I would say it's that bad. Yeah, I, I had a quite a good laugh over that for a while. <laughs> I just send it to people when I would just send it to people whenever they like failed. I'm sorry, real quick. One of the best things I saw was somebody like edited a video of Cristiano Ronaldo talking, but somehow made it to fit what like his face would look like as the statue when he spoke. And it was just the funniest thing like I've ever seen. If you could find that, like that's that's hilarious. All right, I'm so. about to give you a genuine reaction. Tiger King didn't mm-hmm. sing his own album. He, he, paid, he paid someone. They they exposed him. He's a liar. I'm so okay. sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, kind of figured that. Okay. <laughs> That's what we've heard today, April 4th. So if, that, if it's proven that he did sing his album, I retract that comment. But from what I saw in news reports, that was a lie. Yeah, I figured as much. It's all good. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's get into it. So tell us about yourself. Okay. I'm Ron Iglesias. Um, I am now 31 years old. I have been basically involved in music almost all my life. Um, I started playing violin when I was like eight or nine. And from there, I picked up the piano when I was like 10, played that for a couple of years, and then finally discovered like bass and guitar probably when I was like 12 or 13, and then got like really seriously invested in guitar. And uh, yeah, sing also that kind of came later, but yeah, that. Okay. So what are you primarily focused on right now? music-wise in the midst of this pandemic i am just focused on learning as much as i can um i have more time to do that now like i'm just learning solos by some of my favorite guitar players that was always kind of like a thing on the back and i was like um like i want to learn that one day and now i'm kind of finally doing that and trying to just do 
random cover songs like just as much as I can. I'm trying to write too a little bit more. Um, trying to get my own thing off the ground, but well, right now this whole virus thing has kind of stalled that. So, what's your primary uh, instrument that you're using? Guitar, um, electric guitar. Okay. And I think I'll pick up the acoustic if I'm singing something. <clears throat> yes. Our producer Dane really likes Ron. Just putting it out there. He really <laughs> loves Ron with all his heart in every single type of platonic sense. I also love Dane. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> That's good to know. We just wanted to put that out on the airwaves. So, <laughs> so you have such an incredible background. Where has it taken you? Can you get start talking about your projects and what you've done for our beautiful listeners? Sure. Um, well, um, <clears throat> throughout high school, I was in like a couple bands. I started in a metal band. Um, me and a buddy, Mark Pappalardo, we actually still play in a band today, which I'll talk about maybe in a second. Um, started out just like playing in metal bands in basements and then played like an hard rock band going into college. Then I went to school for music. Um, classical guitar specifically um, <clears throat> did that for about five years uh, then during that I got into I was, I was trying to do another hard rock band with a buddy of mine but then that didn't work out so then I actually met um, Lee Art in college and we jammed we eventually started playing together with what led to Xenophile did Xenophile for about eight years. Um, in the middle of that, I played in a few other bands here and there on the side. <clears throat> I was in um, a buddy of mine's band called Mortar um, from Union City. I don't, I don't think a lot of people knew that. I was playing uh, second guitar, I guess, other lead guitar. Um, and then I eventually got involved with paralysis, as we talked about the other day, uh, around like 2015. And, um, I always, I also did things on the side, like doing community theater things. Like sometimes I did a little acting quote unquote, and then like playing the pit. Um, and then also I eventually got into a band called toxic, um, which was like a kind of legendary band from back in the eighties, really crazy guitar player in it named Josh Christian, like a lot of, people it's like a cult like kind of following of the band like real guitar shred like guys really love that band um formed another rock band because i always wanted to try to do a rock band thing and it always like felt like it was so hard to get that going but now i have something like that going with uh again with that dude mark Pappalardo, who i was playing with since like high school um on drums and then one of my sister's best friends, actually, from high school, this girl, Floriana, an amazing vocalist. Um, and we have a band called Howlin' Bill and the Basement Dwellers. Um, so we started out just doing rock covers. Now we're doing originals, like a bunch of different things. And um, <clears throat> Other than that, I'm also playing in an instrumental metal project, like a shred thing on the side, and like um, also participating in playing bass in a reunion of a local band called Lethal Strike. So uh, I think that about covers it all. And I also like have taught privately and stuff. 
Right. Where did you go to school? New Jersey City University in Jersey City. Okay. So that's a lot of bands. That's a lot yes. of that's a lot of different styles of music. What's your favorite style of music to play? Um metal. Definitely metal. Um I guess like because the thing with that is you can do so many different things and there's so many like subgenres and even within the subgenres it's like you can do like almost anything. There's there's bands that have like tiny bit of like jazz influence. There's bands that go like crazy prog, like progressive, like heavy. Um, you know, it's like the symphonic bands and stuff and like of course then there's full on like like death metal and stuff, which I think is cool too. And it's just there's so much you can do with it. It's like it gives you like it gives the guitar like so many options like to work with of what you can do. So probably that. Absolutely. And so what does your typical gig look like? You said that you played basement shows, but you've also done some theater. What's the, like, the typical gig that you usually do? I mean, it really varies. Um, and it depends, I guess, which band I'm playing with um, so you're most, the venue. So your most recent, I guess, then. The last gig I played... Jeez, um, <clears throat> uh... I actually don't think I've played a gig since I did I did a event called 70,000 Tons of Metal, which was a cruise ship thing with that band Toxic. Yeah. You did 70,000 Tons of Metal? Yeah. How is it? It was awesome. It was probably my favorite performing experience, I think, like I've had in my life. It was just around, like, people you grew up listening to, like idols and stuff, and you're just like, I'm, I'm like on a peer-to-peer level, like, right now with some of these guys, and, like, and just the fans that are there, too, like, everybody's super cool, and it's the most amazing, like, hangout, too, and, like, yeah, actually, I felt like it was some of the best performances I've ever given as a musician, just because, like, we had incredible sound guys there, and, you know, the whole... That's great, and for context, 70,000 Tons of Metal is a cruise band show basically so you get on a cruise for how many it's like a seven day cruise right it's about a week i think it was like five days yeah you start from florida and they go down like the caribbean and then you're just kind of there there's they do stops in places this year was mexico um i think the year before it was like haiti or something or the bahamas i'm not sure yeah and you basically get to enjoy yourself on a cruise ship, and every single night or every single day, there's all these different bands from around the world playing on this awesome big boat. So that's definitely, when this whole thing is over, I don't know if I'm going to be going on a cruise ship. But, you know, <laughs> I, I 70,000 tons of metal would definitely be my first pick. Yeah, yeah, dude, I would recommend it if, I mean... I know it's expensive, but it's, it's, it's like some it. of the most fun. Yeah, it really is, dude. Like, you know, even for me, I was kind of, I felt like I was mostly almost a fan more than a performer. Cause like, just like some of the, some of my favorite bands were playing and I was like, I was trying to like almost schedule it. Like when I would go check out each band or if two bands were playing at the same time that I want to see, I'll be like, all right, I'll catch like half this and half that. So it's, it's fun. Absolutely. Like some of the most fun. Yeah. Wow. So you, you told me the other day 
about to get more to bring us more into the present you told me the other day about how you learned that your show was canceled coming up uh, yes <laughs> sorry to bring um, up that pain no 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 it's um it happens i mean it's understandable given the circumstances but uh we were it was once again with that band toxic and we were like about to check in at the airport at newark airport actually <clears throat> and um I think within the 15 minutes that I think me and the bass player got there first and then Trump came on the news and said there was the travel ban going to affect the people coming back and forth, I guess. And we were just like, okay, I guess we're not going because we're not going to get back or, you know, and then as like the next day went by, uh, we found out that the, the festival itself got canceled and then like even our flight, our returning flight got canceled. So, you know, it's just the way it went down. I mean, it's understandable given everybody's like concerns about the virus. Yeah. So COVID-19 has definitely affected you and all your other band members of Toxic and your other bands and your other projects. How, how are you sure. coping with everything right now? Um, I mean, like, you just kind of have to, like, adapt. It is what it is. Um, it's just taking me into a different, um, I guess, area of playing. That I, it's, it's just, it, yeah, it sucks that I'm not performing because I love performing and I would love to get back to that <clears throat> eventually. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you know, it's given me the opportunity now to explore, like, other things. Like, if it's, working on a cover and just recording a video of it or like working on certain solos and techniques and stuff on guitar. Like I actually have that time like when you're performing a lot and you're actually in bands and you're practicing songs and stuff like that. You don't really get as much time to sit down and do that. So like now I am. So there's that side of it, which is kind of nice. <laughs> but at the same time too, it just sucks that everything's like on hold now with all these concerts and events and stuff and you know yes there's the getting paid aspect too which sucks because that's not happening <laughs> oh god is it postponed or are they just canceled straight out um from what i've heard last i heard i think it's being postponed till sometime in the fall i'm sorry wait yeah i think I know there's talk in the summer as well, but I don't know. I don't know if this is going to clear up by the summer at this rate. So, Absolutely. A lot of places, like I know that a lot of theater companies have postponed their stuff until the fall. Like, yeah. And I could only imagine like how all these bands are going to be, because on Facebook for the concerts that I was supposed to go to, I didn't buy tickets yet to, but I, I, want, I had them down, but I wanted to go to them. They all got postponed, and they haven't posted when the they're going to be coming back around. So yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, so what have you done in response to this? Have you been doing more projects? Have you been doing like different ways to express yourself in creativity, crafting? <laughs> I mean, um, I guess like like i said i mean I've, I've tried like just writing on my own whether it's like trying to 
come up with songs <clears throat> or ideas on my own, like lyrics for sure. Um, project wise, like, I mean, I'll get on like FaceTime, for example, occasionally, like with, um, with a buddy of mine who we're, we're trying to get something going and we'll just like jam out ideas in front of each other on the phone. <laughs> so that that's kind of a thing. I mean, he has some pretty good like recording software, so like he, he can record like any idea he has and it sounds like actually like really amazing quality. So like, um, if we weren't isolated, um, you know, could be doing some recording and getting some ideas down that way, but <clears throat> you know, is what it is right now. But like I said, mostly focusing on like cover songs or just practicing technique stuff or learning songs, licks, solos. <laughs> yeah. Is there any instrument? So I know that you're primarily focusing around guitar. Is there any instrument that you would return to in this time that you haven't picked up in a while? Um, probably piano. I've been giving that a lot of thought. I always give that a lot of thought and it always kind of happens the same way or like, I just, I don't make the time for it. Like I, I always want to do that. Like pandemic or not, I've always wanted to like get back into piano and like, you know, learning like popular songs too, like singing and playing, um, violin for sure. That that's also the same deal. Like forever. I've wanted to like pick that up again because that was an instrument I actually played for a long time, but it was just always like kind of second to guitar. Like, so maybe we'll see. I wonder how many folk metal bands need a violinist in this area, in this <laughs> tri-state area. Maybe that'll get you into it because you can do the metals and you can do the violin. An interesting collaboration. I don't know how many folk metal bands there are in Tri State area in general, but I would be happy to offer my services. I know that there's a few. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've actually we used to play with a few, I think, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, there are a few. I'm always, yeah. I'm, I'm always thinking between like folk metal and like symphonic metal for some reason. I always like you can that you can go to both and play yeah i think that right now i know that a couple other musicians that i know that they had instruments that they just purchased for not necessarily novelty but they wanted to get to like they're exploring do you have any projects that you're working on then right now like personal projects other than the writing i mean i'm i'm trying to write for this one project um well, i'm always trying to write for everything but it's just stuff just kind of ends up on the back burner sometimes like a million other things are always going on either there's already a set list or there's other things that need to happen but i am trying to write for a project i'm doing with matt padlick who is the drummer in, in xenophile um and my friend alex um I think you pronounce his name. It's Milstein, I think. He's Russian. That's all I can say. Um, and we're trying to do something. Uh, and me and Alex have basically just been sending each other ideas like back and forth. Again, he's the one with that like recording software. And that's a big regret, actually, I have, given the circumstances right now, that I never really invested in like recording software of my own 
or getting to know how to use that, like any kind of like sound engineering. So then I can just record my own ideas, you know, and just have them there and send them out to people, basically like what my friend Alex is doing. So, well, I can definitely give you a tip is that a lot of the Adobe software, I don't know if you have any Adobe software, but it's like if you have a link or if you have someone who's still a student that you're friends with, it's it's relatively cheap and you can use Adobe, all these different things that you can edit. Like it's for film, but you can edit audio on them. So I would definitely check that out. And um, another resource, like there's just so much good open source stuff out there. I definitely will put a link in the show notes because I do remember someone telling me that there's all these different free links. Free stuff. That was actually a project idea that I had for a while. Um, But I feel like it still would have involved like maybe one or two other people, but it was something similar to like the video editing or the sound editing part where I wanted to play like, like full songs, um, but play each instrument myself and then just sync up all the sound together. But then I realized like, I'm not like that competent of a drummer. So I was like, I'll probably get a drummer to do it, but I'll play the bass and the guitar and sing. I mean, it's just incredible what you can do with technology these days. You don't necessarily need to be in a studio, but I know that you also work in a studio in Jersey City, so tell us about that. I um, I work at a studio called JC Studios um, in Jersey City. We are located on Columbus Drive, right near the Grove Street Pass Station. Um, nobody kind of knows about us for some reason, but when people find out about us, uh, they always really like it. They dig it. We, um, we have a recording studio and, um, rehearsal space. And basically my job is just to be one of several administrators of the studio. And, um, it's a great, it's just a great community to be a part of. Actually, I'm like super, super thankful that I was able to get into that. That was thanks to uh, a buddy of mine who Dane also knows um, Mikey or Michael, or maybe you've met Michael Montesclaros, realista, Mikey. I, you know what, I need to see pictures because I just have, remember going to a bunch of local shows and just talking to people, but then just like adding them and just never, you know, interacting again. So I definitely need to get reach out to more people and that's the beautiful thing about this podcast and that i told you earlier is that i'm really starting to meet and know more people in the local creative scenes primarily Mm -hmm. in the music scene but also in you know the creative arts performance that's getting me excited yeah um yeah well it was him he was actually working there for a little while and he kind of got me involved there um, first is just like kind of a, just training. And then I eventually moved on to like working there full time, um, not full time, but part time. Um, and like, yeah, it's just an awesome, it's an awesome job because you're just around music and like, I mean, all varieties of it, whether it's like people who know about sound engineering or just repairing instruments, or you just, you just meet so many people from so many different backgrounds too, like performance-wise, too, like, jazz musicians will come in, or, like, you know, like, rap artists, R&B, like, blues guys, just straight-up punk bands, like, rock bands, hardcore, death metal, it's a great environment. 
Absolutely. I think that that's so good that you're part of like a mixing pot at the end of the day because you get to collaborate with more people and that leads to more projects. So we covered how, you know, you're exploring your art and how and the what you're focusing on. What have members of your community that you know as like colleagues, what are they doing from that recording space? Um, I mean, it's pretty much like the same for all of us, unfortunately. Like, I know everybody's just kind of isolating, but um, from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of guys like posting cover videos, just it's them strumming along on an acoustic. Um, I know some people, like I said, who probably have their own little home studio or like some kind of recording software set up, like they'll record some stuff and post like a video or <clears throat> post a file or a track uh, so everybody's doing different things absolutely again if you heard the dog in the background that's blue yeah. and she just loses her mind because cars drive by featuring <laughs> <laughs> blue i don't think we have i don't think we've had one podcast episode that we don't feature blue which is we're <laughs> Low-key maddening, but that's to be testament of Dane's editing skills. So, you know, how, so, what happened in Jersey City? Because I've been up here in northern Jersey, but what happened in Jersey City with the pandemic? Because I know a couple people in that area. How were people reacting to having to socially distance? especially in the creative scene? Um, I think it was, like, kind of slow to hit our area, actually, at first, it seemed. Because, like, I think when it came to, like, reports of where outbreaks of, like, COVID were, it was, like, I know Hudson County, like, they weren't really talking about much at first. Um, but now, I mean, I think it's more or less, like, everybody's kind of, like, quarantining themselves. Um uh i mean it's like i've said i'm sure a lot of people have said it's just kind of a disappointment for like all the local um venues or bars like places around here that just had even open mics you know it's like just all the variety of um <clears throat> events that were going on like those are pretty much because you know it's not just obviously big shows and concerts it's like every, there's other there's other things it's like like open mic nights and um bands performing like you know doing a cover band set or something like that at, at bars so yeah i mean I've, I've definitely seen and heard from some people how frustrating that is like just all your and then a lot of planning obviously goes into that like sometimes months in advance like when these events are going to take place and, um yeah it's, it's super frustrating because people like kind of based their whole schedules around that too like especially if you are like a a venue owner or a bar owner and stuff like that like that that's a major part of your, your absolutely income. and so. for jersey city i was you know i know a couple artists and a couple drawing groups and such down there and they basically all got put on pause and yeah. i know for the most part i think new jersey was holding out from all the creatives that i've interviewed on episodes 
March 13th, that was before the executive order, when that whole thing happened that weekend, that's when everybody was just like shut down. So I just wanted your perspective because Jersey City is definitely a cultural hub in New Jersey. You have Jersey City, you have Newark, you have all these other different um, Camdens on the rise for that. I know there are a diff- New Brunswick as well is a really big one just because the art museum that's there and all the open basement shows that happen. So there's just a lot of culture that got affected by this and a lot of independent artists that got affected by this as well. So how did your studio react to it? Like when did you guys close your doors? It was probably um, right after that weekend that you were talking about. Um, That was like when I think everybody started getting on the same page, like across the board. And um, I just remember getting an email from from my boss. Was sent out to all the employees, and he's just like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna shut down this week. We'll see how this goes." Like, and then. you know, we were getting emails from clients too, um, who were just like, Hey, in light of the health situation, um, you know, we're going to have to forego coming by. Like we obviously honored all those cancellations. Like we're, uh, you know, penalizing anybody for that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, um, yeah. And then I think by the next week, once it became clear what this was like, um, yeah, our, our boss basically was just like, we're going to shut things down indefinitely. Um, don't want anyone coming in or out. Just any any chance of, like, um, spreading the uh, the virus at all. But, like, yeah. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know because there's all these different theories on it. Like, it could be just on the surface, on, like, a table surface or something, and everybody reacts differently to it, so... Absolutely. And for our listeners listening in, I just want to give some context. So Jersey City, if you guys have never been there, is right across the water from New York City. And the PATH train that he was referring to earlier goes from Jersey City to and Hoboken. It's a, They're two towns right next to each other, and they go into New York City. And I remember being in New York City on the 5th of March because I'm looking at my schedule right here, I went to a women's networking event because March was Women's History Month. And everybody at that event, there was all this food. Like, all this food was out. It was, like, really expensive catering. No one was touching the food. Everybody was drinking. Nobody wanted to touch hands. There was uh, one of the speakers. She got really anxious, and she just left as soon as she was done talking to me because she's like, I'm actually terrified. And... That was when, because in New York, the energy was really tense. Like, a lot of people were very, like, scared. So I can totally understand how Jersey City, they call them the sister city. So that's all. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, what's inspiring you now, then? What's the hope for the future? Well, um... I think it's just finding a new medium here, I guess. Like, um, 
I'm doing a lot more listening to music, so kind of opens me up to just, wow, like, there's so many artists and bands and musicians that I'm, I've been aware of now that I'm, like, you know, listening to even more so, like, more in-depth, and I'm just, like, there's so much time I have now that I can, like, finally get around learning, like, just all this, like, variety of music, um, so I'm hoping, like, coming out of this, I know, I know there's been, like, a, a trend of people who will say, like, yeah, take the time to, like, learn a new skill, and, you know, come out of it with, with something, and, um, you know, not that I'm feeling that pressure, but it's just, like, I definitely want to come out of this, like, whenever this all ends, like, you know, like, in, in having improved on things, like, like I said, the guitar, which is what I'm, like, super, super focused on, and, you know, singing, vocals, stuff like that, um, um, yeah, yeah, so I just want to tell all our listeners out there and I want to tell you as well don't feel any pressure that's great that you want to learn something new but don't feel absolutely any pressure to be perfect at it don't feel any pressure or you know success looks different to everybody success and progress looks different to a lot of people and it's all the perspective and the angles that you're looking at it So I've seen, there is a toxic tweet that's going around saying, if you don't come out of this with a side hustle, if you don't come out of this with a new skill, like guys, we are in a global pandemic. There is is no need for you to come out like I have my things together. Like, no, that does, that's not how it works. So if you want to explore a new skill, like I have people that I know that are trying like, you know, arts and crafts, yoga, going on a run, trying things that they just never were able to try in their daily lives because of their schedules. You could do that as well. Don't feel the pressure to like come out a master because of, you know, these silly people going saying, Oh, you should progress. Like, okay. (laughs) Thanks. No, I, yeah, I get it. I get, I get what the intent is though. I mean, I think it's, it's more of a, in a certain way of saying like, well, don't let it, don't let this time, I guess, get to you in a negative way. It's like, you know, yeah. better yourself. I think, I think people would be doing that like regardless, but it's, it's interesting that you're mentioning all those other things too. I'm realizing like I've been um, super single focused on, on talking about the music aspect and there are other things I probably should mention too, like that I'm finding time to do. Like, like, yeah, I, I happen to have bought a, barbell months ago and i'm actually using it pretty frequently more than ever i've been yeah i've like been working out more frequently than i ever have (laughs) in my life so like there's that i guess which is nice um i had i had a longboard i would occasionally take that and go out and like just ride around you know keeping my distance socially speaking of course and um yeah i mean I wish I had a soccer ball. That's the only thing I could work on some stuff with that. That'd be fun. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things. I wish I, I wish I took up more time trying to like do like more art related things, like drawing, painting, stuff like that. I can send you references. Sure. I I went to art school for basically six years. (laughs) So yes. 
So um, with like a break in, so three years at Bergen, three years at Rutgers, with that like weird, graduated in December, started in <clears throat> September, so that weird break in between. But yeah, I, I totally encourage everybody to explore the things that they just didn't have time to. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Because it just, it, it helps so much, and it just, you know, like, I'm journaling more. I have a pile of books next to me that I have to finish reading because I'm notorious for buying books, starting them, and not finishing them. And then, uh, same. same, what are you reading? Uh, well, that's the thing. I have not gotten around to picking up anything during this, um, but... There was uh, there was something I wanted to like pick up. Now I'm forgetting. Like I, I gotta look for it. It was a, it was, a, it was actually it was a book I had. It was in Spanish. That was the other thing I was gonna say. It was like, um, I've always like kind of been able to speak Spanish, but like now that I have the time, I wanted to like, you know, really like even yeah, learning a language. That's another thing people should could do. Like and, and high five wanted to finally take the time to like well at least keep it fresh so i have some books in spanish here actually that i'm going to be because the thing is is i under i can read spanish and i can i can't write in spanish but i can definitely read spanish i can understand spanish i just don't have the confidence to speak spanish back to people but like right. my argentinian family is going to listen to this and be like this is a lie because you were speaking when you were here um but yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely a, a time to put on Netflix and just put every show in Spanish. Right. Yeah, dude. Exactly. That's that's what I'm doing too. Like, <laughs> well, I was always like trying to watch TV and shows in, in Spanish too. It helps. But like you said too, like when when you're actually there in like a Spanish speaking country, it's like it's like all right, that's that's a lot easier. But then when you're like here, it's like all right. What like, kind of Spanish are you? Are you... <laughs> my my best. My family is uh, from Spain, originally. Okay, because so, shout out to my boy Pat and his girl Andrea. I went to go visit them in Spain in November, and we went up to the Galician region where Andrea is from, Santiago de Compostela, and we went yeah, into yeah, a yeah. bookstore, and I was like, I'm going to buy a book in Spanish. And it was the most, the dialects are so complex. So if you want to learn like Spanish from Spain with your family's, specific regions dialect more power to you man yeah well where i'm where my family's specifically from like yeah they got their own like language basically i mean the same thing where you were at too mm -hmm. um in galicia they got galician that might have been the book you picked up that might have been what it was you were reading <laughs> so what but. um it was galician spanish i couldn't find any other books in like normal spanish in that area because yeah. they were all in Galician. So what mm. dialect of Spanish do they speak? Um, well, it's uh, specifically called Asturiano or Bable. Um, I mean, it's viewed as a separate language. I got a book over there. It's in, in that from a friend <laughs> sitting over there. But um, yeah, it's just like little differences here and there, spellings, pronunciations, words, and stuff. So, I mean, I guess it qualifies as its own language. Oh, yeah, because it's a whole different dialect and everything. 
but so we're getting close to our time cap. I'm going to send you all these resources afterwards, but where can people find you and follow you? Not physically, but you know, in the cloud. No, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, 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 I mean, I'm on Spotify with several of the bands that I'm involved in, like Paralysis is on there, Toxic's on there, Xenophile is on there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Otherwise, right now, I'm spending my time in Bayonne. Bayonne, <laughs> New Jersey. Jersey. Yep, yep. You're a bridge boy now. You live and mm-hmm. die by the bridge. Mm-hmm. Trapped by the bridge. <laughs> Trapped by the bridge. So glad I don't know that life. But... Thank you so much for being on Gigless. I really appreciated our conversation and it's just so great to have you as a guest and as and to have uh, paralysis. We'll let you know when that episode comes out. We'll let you know when this episode comes out. And yeah, Dane just wants to let you know again, he really loves you. And I really love you, Dane. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gigless. And yeah, Dane, take us out. Thank you for listening to the Gigless podcast, hosted by Remy Leibovic and produced by Dane Wagner. The song used in our intro and outro is Beach Walk by Unicorn Heads. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to our social media pages on Instagram at Gigless Podcast and our website, gigglesspodcastblog.wordpress.com. There you can find out more about the artist, contact the host and producer, and find out more about our schedule.